This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. And welcome to another episode of Queen City Nerves News Hounds Podcast. This is Ryan Pitkin, flying solo again today, but I have a great guest here with me. Uh, we have Mallory Fox. Miss Black NC International Ambassador of 2023. Yes, that's right. What's going on, Mallory? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And, and I should say, we're going to get into this plenty in the conversation, but you are <laughs> not just that. You do a lot. I do you a lot. You are also the founder and owner of Mentoring Minds, mm-hmm. a mentoring uh, organization based here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, owner of Bling Society Balloons. Yep. That's a pretty big deal because I'm having an engagement f- party coming up and I'm learning from my fiance just how oh, big of a deal that yeah. is. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I sort of want to get kicked off and start with this uh, with Miss Black NC International Ambassador 2023. You have an upcoming national uh, competition coming up. I do. So, well, why don't we just start before we before we go backwards? We'll, we'll start with that and okay. what's coming up here. What is the NC Interna- the Black NC International Ambassador pageant okay. uh, consists of? Okay, so I am the representation for North Carolina. Um, I live here in Charlotte. Um, I had to go through a rigorous interview process, which I highly appreciate it. Um, and I was selected to represent North Carolina. And in a couple, well, 15 days, I've been counting down like it's Christmas. Wow. I will go to Atlanta and represent Charlotte and hopefully vow for the title for Miss Black International Ambassador 2023. All right. So, so, so pretty excited. Up in, um, I want to say what, October is it October 1st? It is October 15th. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the, the there's two parts for the competition. There's mm-hmm. preliminary competition oh, where okay. everyone competes, mm-hmm. and then there's finals night. And mm-hmm. finals night is the, you know, where I want to be. So that's right. where, you know, you do on-stage question and mm-hmm. all that good jazz, and then the winner is announced. So, right. yeah, that's, that's, that's big time. Right. <laughs> well, I have so much to ask about that and just sort of what what to expect and and sort of getting to that point but mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go all the way back oh let's um, go um and now i've read a, up a lot of your bio and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you've been open sort of about your past you yes. grew up in gastonia mm-hmm. um tell me a little bit about just coming up in gastonia what your childhood was like uh you've, you've mentioned in your bio that you've gotten you've ran into some trouble early and yes sort of Got out of it with the help of mentoring. So let's talk a little bit about just sort of that path. Okay. Um, so I grew up in Gastonia, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just me, my mom, and my sister. So I'm a product of a single parent household. And it had its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tried the best to do the best that she could with my sister and myself. And I took a path of destruction, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, I kind of wanted to be a rebel mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to get in trouble a little bit. Right. So I started Been to there. get into a little trouble. Yeah. And uh, when I was 17, mm-hmm. I found myself arrested mm-hmm. for fighting and disorderly conduct. And at first I was like, yeah, like we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. It gets like that in Gastonia. Yeah, it gets a little tough <laughs> in, in, in the gas house. Mm-hmm. But when I um, when the door shut, when I actually got arrested, I was like, OK, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just kidding. So um, I got went through real. that. Yeah, it really got real, really quick. So I went through that process and the magistrate I actually was the one that was like, OK, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? And I'm like, I was fighting. And she's like, why? And I said, I don't I don't know. Like, I just thought that, you know, I, I don't know. I really mm-hmm. thought that I wanted to fit in with a certain crowd. Um, 
I don't know, really. Mm -hmm. And she told me, she said, I don't ever want to see you here again. And if I see you here again, you'll never get out. And she said, you don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. And that just resonated with me. And I was like, okay, I have to do something better. Because going through school and, you know, going through high school, of course, you're trying to find yourself in your identity. And I was told that I was an at-risk teen. I would never amount to anything, that I would just be a product of, you know, quote, unquote, the ghetto, the hood, or, so you know, things of that nature. And it kind of stuck with me. So I was like, well, if that is how people see me and that's how they perceive me, then I need to act the part. And deep down, I knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so when I found myself in trouble, I was like, okay, God, what, you know, what am I doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what, what is going on? So I found a mentor and to this day, I'm 30, 36 now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to this day, I still, I just talked to my mentor the other day. And if it wasn't for her and if it wasn't for the guidance of my mentors, I don't know where I would have been. Right. So I think that mentoring really saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I told one of my mentors, when I get older, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to do the same thing you did for me right. because you didn't have to do this for me. And I am going to make you proud and I'm going to become a mentor myself. And she was like, well, let's get you together first right. because you're <laughs> a work in progress. <laughs> right. So she said, well, let's get you together and let's do, you know, let's do what we need to do first for you. And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And a part of my um, quote unquote sentencing, mm-hmm. I had to do community service. Oh, yeah. But I didn't see community service as a bad thing mm-hmm. because I had to go to the Boys and Girls Club and, you know, mm-hmm. the local centers and mentor And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I can really do this. Like, I really like, you know, pouring into these kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, these kids are, you know, they come from like the same neighborhoods I did. And so that's how it all started. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a whirlwind ever since. See, that sounds way cooler than my community service. (laughs) What was your community service? (laughs) I went to Reedy Creek Park. Uh And I had to be there like 5 a.m. Don't tell me you had to pick up trash. Pick up. I had to empty all the trash. So like go around to the park. Oh, you probably found some crazy stuff. Well, the the (laughs) shit. The thing about it is when you're driving on a golf cart through Reedy Creek Park before the sun comes up, it is scary as hell. Like you don't think of Reedy Creek Park as scary until you're there when it's dark. Right. There's literally no one else anywhere around because <laughs> the gates are still closed. That was not a fun experience, but it was a cool way to look at the park, I guess. Right, right. Uh, emptying all the trash cans in the entire park. Well, not, I feel like I'm cool. blessed that I had right. to work with kids yeah. and I didn't have to pick up trash because right. I think that was my main thing. I was like, am I going to have to pick up trash right. or what am I going to have to do? Like, mm-hmm. or am I going to have to go like these AA meetings and like, hey, I have an anger problem. Hi, right. Mallory. Da, da, da. So <laughs> they looked at me and they said, you're picking trash up one way or another. You're going to engage with trash. Um, So how did you sort of, we've talked a lot about mentoring on this Mm -hmm. podcast before. Mm -hmm. I'm a mentor with Big Brother, Big Sister. So am I. Oh, you are? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. Um, We've had Keith Cradle with Camping with Cradle come on to talk about mentoring. We've Mm -hmm. had the uh, executive director of the local Big Brother, Big Sister chapter. Mm -hmm. How did you sort of, well, I guess first off, other than the magistrate, how did you engage? How did you become connected with some of the mentors that brought you to that place? So what I did was I just never lost touch with a lot of the kids that I spoke with. Mm-hmm. Um, that we kind of 
so to speak, grow, grew up with each other. Mm-hmm. So it was something that always was instilled in me. Mm-hmm. And it's like we sometimes we lost touch, sometimes we didn't. But it was just that connection that I was like, this is something that really changed my life. Mm-hmm. I want to do the same thing. So it's almost peer to peer. Absolutely. Okay. Just peer to peer. So because I told the kids, I don't want to fuss at you because I feel like as adults that w- that's what we normally mm-hmm. do. And I was like, I can't fuss at anybody. Mm-hmm. Hell, I just went to jail. Right. So <laughs> like yeah. I have to really pour into these kids and figure out what they have going on. Like mm-hmm. what is in their mind? What is in their, what is their mentality? What are they getting out of this? What are they not? Like, mm-hmm. what are we missing and what is the disconnect? So right. that's really how I kind of, mm-hmm. kind of stuck with it. But how did, I guess, the folks who mentored you mm-hmm. coming up, those were your peers that you sort of got in trouble or you were sort of finding in the same situation and you guys lifted each other up? Yeah. And then uh-huh. my mentor was actually one of my friend's moms. Oh, okay. And I had a school teacher that was mm-hmm. my was my mentor. Gotcha. And I remember her name verbatim. It was Robinia Costner. Ms. Mm-hmm. Costner, if you are still out there. Girl, you did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Like, That's and awesome. my other mentor's name is Miss Jacqueline Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call her Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie, you know how I love you. You mm-hmm. already know. <laughs> right. So, but those were the two people. I had an English teacher, and I had one of my friends' moms that kind of just was just took me under their wings and was like, you know, we are gonna do this, and we it takes a village really mm-hmm. to raise a child. And I heard that. You know, in right. my in my lifetime, I was like, "What does that you mean?" Hear like, that yeah, mean I'm like, "What does that mean?" It takes mm-hmm. a village, but now as a as an adult, I really understand. It really does take a village to mm-hmm. raise a child because a village raised me. Mm-hmm. And something you mentioned earlier uh, is interesting to me in the sense that the way that people talk to, talk at or about mm-hmm. children in your situation, and you mm-hmm. mentioned at risk specifically, mm-hmm. and some of that terminology can sort of be. Uh, counterproductive in yes. the sense that you hear it so much about your own self and folks who are maybe better off and doing in the nonprofit world or right. mentoring world or whatever have you mm-hmm. uh, and have never experienced that are just so quick to throw that word around because they're using it to other people who they want help from or whatever. All the time. And what is it like to sort of hear that, hear yourself labeled as such and nothing else? To me... I, when I heard at risk, mm. it was like a label of you're destructive. Mm. You're we can't do anything with you. We're gonna toss you to the side because you don't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And I hate I hate that that notion that no one can be helped mm-hmm. because everyone will obviously be in a position where they need help. But when I would hear it, it was like okay. You want me bad? I'm going to show you bad. Right. Like it was like, let me, like it, it was kind of a badge of fulfilling profi- yeah. prophecy. Kind yeah. Of thing. And I was like, this is not me. Like, this is what am I doing? This, I don't mm. want to be an at-risk youth. And I hate when I even say it. Like, it's like these kids aren't at risk. Mm-hmm. They're just at risk at not having anyone to love them, to care about them, to show them the right way. So mm-hmm. let's change that narrative so that they understand that. I feel like when you tell a kid that they're bad, mm. then they're going to act bad. Yeah, absolutely. Like my husband and I, we we definitely don't tell our kids, like, you're bad. You're. We say we have bad moments. Mm-hmm. We don't have bad days. We have bad moments. Right, because it comes off as expectations. Right. And if you set negative expectations, you're going to meet them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it it was just a thing where I was like, you know, this is how I have to act. Mm-hmm. Because people keep telling me this is what I am, so... I'm going to give them what they what they think that I am. And I just wish that we would make something as I don't know what the term is. I don't know what the term would be. Right. But right. I know that I always call my mentees my future leaders. 
mm. because they are. They're 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 the next generation. So you can't call the next generation bad. Mm-hmm. We did bad things too. Right. So yeah. we have to call them. We have to label them something else. All right. So I positive agree. affirmations. Mm-hmm. So that goes well into what I wanted to, to discuss is sort of how did you go from there and, mm-hmm. and sort of learning uh, first being inspired by your experience at community service and mm-hmm. then growing from there. But how did you actually decide, I want to start my own organization? And when did that come about? Well, it actually started mm-hmm. when I was going through the Big Brothers, Big Sisters mm-hmm. program, and I met my mentee, Kayla. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this, and nobody's going to choose me. Number one, I'm too girly. <laughs> number two, I know nothing about sports. And number three, like, how am I going to be? Because I'm so used to, like, my neighborhood, my community in Gastonia. Mm-hmm. And now here I am in Charlotte, and I'm like, I don't know anybody. Like, how is this going to go? So um, Kayla and I were together, and we are still together. Like, we're still right. Matt. She is um, in school here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. She graduated and all that good stuff. Oh, wow. But um, – Yeah, mine, mine – uh, Kay is in 12, uh, 10th grade now. Really? Yeah. Kayla has, she's in college now. Mm-hmm. So she's technically out of the program, but we're still, of course, mm-hmm. together. So I told my husband, I said, I want to do more. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, you're already taking on another kid. We got two. Like, I don't know what you <laughs> right. got going on. But I said, no, I really want to do more. Like, I want to, I don't want to just have one kid. I want to have a, a plethora of kids, so to speak. So I started going around to my local um, community centers and telling them, like, hey, this is the program that I kind of want to start start. This is the curriculum I kind of want to teach and, you know, not teach, but kind of just, you know, mentor Mm -hmm. to kids. And so I started off at Ivory Baker Mm -hmm. and we started off kind of with a cheerleading program and the cheerleading program kind of progressed to like a mentoring program. I remember one night before COVID, um, the kids came in and they just wanted to talk because the the mood was really weird. The kids were really off. They weren't doing what they were supposed to do. I'm like, hey, freeze. What is going on? Like, right. who do you like? What is going on? <laughs> so they want to talk about, you know, just they were middle school age kids. So they wanted to talk about everything under the sun. Like, my mom doesn't understand me. I have so much homework. There's this boy that I like, but I did it. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, let's flip so the much script. deeper than what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's flip the script. Let's give them, you know, of course, cheer. But also, let's try to navigate and see what they need help with, what they need to, you know, with growth and all that good stuff. And that's kind of how it started. So, mentoring minds that we're we're small still, mm-hmm. um, but I still go around to to local community centers, churches, anywhere that I can. I've gone to Virginia, I've gone to Tennessee, anywhere that I can to speak to kids. Mm-hmm. I, I speak to them and let them know my story because right. I'm like, it's crazy because I'm like, oh my God, I'm somebody that people look up to. Like mm-hmm. I'm like right. a role model, mm-hmm. but just speaking to, to kids wherever I can. Um, and of course, when COVID happened, we kind of had to shift and we went to virtual and all that good stuff. So now we're kind of trying to ramp it back up again and get everything going but with pageantry I tell a lot of people I use this platform to amplify the voice of you know how mentoring changed my life right so and you had mentioned that you have a well I said mentioned but it's in mm-hmm. their bio or in their website that mm-hmm. you have a nine-month curriculum yes and I found that interesting of how you sort of uh, formed that or created that because mm-hmm. I know when I first got into mentoring 
I was super worked up at the fact of like, I don't know what to do to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Right. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm supposed to discipline this right. kid or yell at him if he's <laughs> right. messing up in school. And, and it took right. me a long time to realize that in as far as like big brother, big sister, you just have to be there. That's it. And mm-hmm. just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're as long as you're present and showing that you care. Right. But this, it seems like you've gone a different, I mean, not a different direction, but even a, taking it further with a curriculum in terms of. What does it look like when you go through the program of Mentoring Minds? So with my program, it's a little bit different because, Mm -hmm. again, I'm not a teacher or educator. I'm just kind of life experience. So like you said, I wanted to do more than just show up. Mm -hmm. I wanted to teach like life skills like you know how you you know grow in pain so to speak school school of hard knocks right so that's kind of how I came up with it because when I was growing up I had no one to teach me financial literacy I did not know effective communication I did not know how to start a business and I didn't know well I knew about hygiene but you know I feel like other people didn't really know about (laughs) it so that's kind of how I did it and I also took steps that my mentors taught me. So I kind of, you know, wrote things down and I was like, oh, I think this would be fine. But let's do it this way. And then let's bring speakers in, because, again, we don't want to preach to the kids. We want them to be engaged, but we want them to get effective, you know, knowledge so Mm -hmm. that they can use it. So that's kind of how I how I did it. So Mm -hmm. it's 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 been working thus far. Last month, we had a um, back to school drive. Mm. And we gave away over Oh, Lord, I think it was like a 1000 backpacks in Gaston County. So it's it's just different, different layers of everything. It's kind of like an onion. Yeah, absolutely. Trial and error. But we got it. (laughs) So when did pageantry, the idea for this even sort of come into your life? Is it anything you had ever thought about before? No. (laughs) So I did not get into pageantry. I tell people all the time because Mm -hmm. when they think of pageantry, they either think of toddlers and tiaras Mm -hmm. or they think of Miss USA. It did not happen there. (laughs) So I did not start until I was about 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And it started in high school. And I was a drama kid. I love drama. And um, I had my drama teacher come up to me and she was like, I think you would be perfect for the school pageant. And I'm like, what? Mm. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't have a talent. I I low-key don't know how I sung, but I did. But um, I'm like, "Uh, Oh, so that was your thing jumping off was singing? that was my thing. Mm -hmm. And I I guess she looked at me and was like, girl, you can sing. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, oh, if you had a clue, (laughs) I cannot. But... um, it, like I said, it started with high school. Um, I did not win, but I won Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't tell me that I didn't win. Right. I thought that was the best thing in the world. What is, what, I obviously uh, just have typical guy. I don't know that. <laughs> I only think of the movie Sandra Bullock. But Con- I know that that is a category. What does that category mean exactly? So Miss Congeniality is actually is voted on by the delegates. Oh, okay. So it is your peers. And it's like the nicest. It's like voters cho- Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the nicest, the friendliest, mm. and the you know the overall fun person to be around. So I was like to mm-hmm. myself, like I'm fun to be around. Like mm-hmm. this is awesome. So I kind of took a hiatus because I graduated and went to college, mm-hmm. and then I found out that you can win pageants, win money, and you can win scholarships. Mm. So I was like, okay, that would be a you know an innovative way for me to pay for school. And I jumped head first into you know I didn't go to like little like state and fair pageants. I went straight to North Carolina, USA. Right. 
that was a disaster because mm-hmm. I knew nothing about. I just knew what I had learned at my at my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I didn't do well there, but I just kind of learned and kind of educated myself about pageantry. And then I went on to compete into another pageant, and I placed um, second runner up. And I went back to that same sad pageant, and then that's when I officially won. So it did not happen overnight. It was mm-hmm. something that was over the course of about four years when I first won my pageant. Mm-hmm. So Sounds like you were still, if you were 16 when you started to sort of dabble in this, mm-hmm. you were still going through your rebellion period. Yeah, because so I like didn't know if I wanted girl, to be bad. Queen. There you go. I didn't know if I wanted <laughs> to be binary. bad with a mug shot yeah. or if I wanted to be good with a head shot. Right. So I had no, no clue <laughs> what so I wanted easy. to do. turn to stay in touch with the city around you. Broadcast news isn't what it used to be, and commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. So what is that world like? I mean, especially when you jump right up to you said the first the first real one that you entered was mm-hmm. Miss North Carolina, you know, or what? USA, USA, yeah. Um, what is it like to sort of jump into a world like that where I'm sure there's so much? I hate to be stereotypical, but there's got to be a ton of pettiness mm-hmm. and just people who already know each other from those worlds who probably already have their own little yeah. clicks and non clicks and yeah. things. It was intimidating, mm-hmm. but I think because of my personality, I did not let that intimidation fear me at all. Mm-hmm. I did not let the lack of knowledge take over me, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't let it stop me because I was like, you know, hey, you might have your click, but I'm I'm sliding in, mm-hmm. like you know, and and I kind of came the you know the people's person, like I I knew when I saw the 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 areas of competition and the caliber of competition, and I'm rolling up with a juicy couture tracksuit and Crocs, mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't have a chance. So I was like, you know. It can be rough, but it is a fun experience. And I tell a lot of people, like, once you get into the right system and you actually learn and understand these systems, it really is a good time. Like, it, it really is fun. But the first one can be a little scary. Right. But what instilled that confidence is in you? Just your upbringing and I think just it was ability my up- to yeah. adapt? I think it was my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was young, I always knew that I had like a big personality Mm -hmm. and I never that never folded even throughout my whole tumultuous like like childhood right it never folded Mm -hmm. so that's something that I always had so when you were um when you earned or won Miss Black NC International Ambassador Mm -hmm. I keep reading it off my paper because it's a mouthful (laughs) it's a mouthful but I've looked in the organization they look legit yes uh, I know that you've said in your bio that how proud or not or proud you are to, to sort of compete with them because mm-hmm. of what they stand for. Right. So how long have you been aware of them and have you competed in this competition in the past? So this is my first time competing in this system. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I was, they contacted me, oh Lord, I think it was about two, maybe two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I had previously held a title. So with some titles and some systems, if you hold a title with them, 
you're in a contract. So oh, that's three hundred. Like yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's about three hundred and sixty five days. So there's a no compete clause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me look and you know kind of get my footing because I swear if I don't win, I'm like I retired. Right. I'm done. <laughs> Every time. And then like, another yeah. one comes up and it's like uh, I think I'm gonna go one more time. How so, many of these systems are there? Oh God, there's Just hundreds. So many, countless. Yeah. So there. I'm are, sure you really got to be on the lookout for like scammy ones. There's oh, got to yeah. be a ton. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. there are and and I tell a lot of people please do your research. Please Please reach mm-hmm. out to different contestants. Please reach out to the directors. Don't be afraid to ask questions because you don't want to get in a situation where you either get scammed and, you know, sex trafficking is really mm-hmm. real. So you can't just, you know, look at something and say, oh, this is what I want to do. No, please do your research. Mm-hmm. But MBIA is an amazing system and it is a system created for African-American women and women of African-American descent. Mm-hmm. And um, this is my first time competing in such pageant. Um I'm very excited because it it shows African-American women in such a beautiful light. These are pharmacists. These are, you know, moms, educators, like amazing, amazing women. So I can't say how proud I am to be in this system Mm -hmm. and to represent this system and to see where it started. So we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this Mm -hmm. year. So it's really big. It's really pink. It's Mm -hmm. all girly, which I absolutely love. And... I tell you, I get to wear pink almost every single day in this system, (laughs) but but it is just something that I truly love. And I really feel like that I can show my platform and speak about my platform and and a lot of people are listening. Mm -hmm. So and. Uh, if I understood you correctly at the beginning, mm-hmm. there was a, not a North Carolina event that led to this in the sense that there was a stage competition. Right. It was an interview process mm-hmm. with you and others, and they sort of select, this is who we want to represent us. Right. Okay. And is right. there 50? Do you know? Um, or how? There are not 50. Mm-hmm. Um, in my division, which is the Ms. Division, which is the married division, so mm-hmm. all of us are married. There oh, right. are only eight women, but these women are like heavy hidden women. Mm-hmm. Like they are, um, it's a lady from Cameroon, from mm-hmm. Haiti, um, Louisiana, Maryland. Um, two from Georgia, and I think one from California. So this Atlanta one is the international. Yeah, this so is it not is just a national competition. Yeah, this okay. is the this is the international. Mm-hmm. So women are, are coming from across the country, mm-hmm. and we're going to compete. Um, they have some amazing platforms and some amazing causes this causes that they're they're advocating for. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit in, I'm a little bit nervous, right. a little bit scared, mm-hmm. but um, I'm excited about the whole competition. So what does it consist of in terms of uh, what is it look like forgive my ignorance here you are fine you are not ignorant i trust me i am here to teach yeah that's because you mentioned the causes as opposed to like saying these women have such and such talents so Mm -hmm. is that what you're sort of you're there representing a a specific cause or something that's important to you passion yeah so Mm -hmm. what we're so instead of having talent because this is a a passion that you don't have to have any talent Mm -hmm. thank goodness um (laughs) we are it's a community service based Mm -hmm. um um, competition so there are different kind of competitions i love community service based because i am a firm believer in community service so there are a couple phases of competition so i had to do a social impact presentation and that consist of me just talking about what I've done, what I plan to do, and what I'm going to continue to do. So that's pretty much work, work, and more work. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a national costume, 
and this year I am a canary, mm-hmm. and I am representing the state bird. Um, there is a fun fashion, and it has to be pink, which I absolutely love again. Um, we do active wear, and active wear is not so much of how fit you are, but it's, it's really your confidence and how, how you you know handle and control yourself and your poise and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's evening gown, which is my favorite part of competition. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if I make it to finals the, the night after, then that's when the whole onstage question comes into play and, you know, the da-da-da. I want world peace and all that good right. jazz comes in. <laughs> so have you been practicing your speech for that? Oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, absolutely. And it's based around sort of community service mentoring sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. pretty much. So we don't, a lot of misconception is a, a lot of people think that we know the questions before right. we go. No, they mm-hmm. can be anything from world events, okay. from, you know, community service, but... My thing is there is no such thing as a wrong answer. If you know, you know. And if you prepare, 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 then you're good. So I know I had a um, mentoring um, program last night that I attended. And my mentees, the kids that I was speaking to, they actually um, pageant prepped with me last night. So they asked me different questions. I mean, I got every question from what's your favorite color (laughs) to Mm -hmm. something about, I forgot what the question is. But they told me I won. I don't know if it's because I was the only contestant. contestant there. <laughs> um, so this is super interesting just in terms of as someone on the outside looking in who mm-hmm. doesn't uh, follow the the systems and things mm-hmm. to see this sort of it's half beauty pageant and half sort of like girl boss strength and bu- not only business but in community impact mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of contest. Is there is that pretty common these days to where people work in that sort of it's not just the stereotypical? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the again another misconception of beauty queens is that we're just walking around with crowns and mm-hmm. gowns and all that thing. Um, that is not true. Half right. the time, um, I, I do work in construction, so mm-hmm. normally I am behind a desk and I'm looking at plans and blueprints and all that good stuff. But when I'm not doing that, I'm heavy hitting on the streets. I'm, I'm talking to legislation. I am writing less legislation, like mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Right. So, yes, I think a lot of pageant systems are moving towards more so community service because as a queen, you have to work. And you have to be in the community. Um, whether you see it a lot mm-hmm. is totally different and it's up to the pageant system. I know that MBI, um, the pageant system that I'm in, like it is heavy on community service, which right. I absolutely, again, it love. It sounds like it's right up your alley. Oh, for Lord, sure. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> so I'm, I was actually going to ask, uh, this is my favorite kind of interview where folks answer my stuff before I ask it, but what you sort of do <laughs> as your day job. How did you sort of get into development and construction? So it was actually by accident Mm -hmm. um, because I went to school for a business administration Mm because I was like, I don't know what I really want to do, but I feel like, you know, business administration is kind of something that is kind of broad. Right. Um, And I actually used to work downtown for a company called Brica, but they they got bought out and then they turned into Munchkin. And um this lady contacted me and was like, how would you like to work in plumbing? And I was like, uh, excuse me? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know anything. If you weren't trying to pick up trash as community service, you're not trying to get into plumbing. Okay, like, I don't know. Right. I was like, uh, no, we're not doing that. But, um... I, she was like, well, there's different kinds of like construction and I would love to show you like the forms of construction. And a lot of people don't understand that construction is about 99% men, 1% women. Mm-hmm. And it's even less for African-American women in construction or people of color. So 
when I started looking at the statistics and I started looking at everything, I was like, you know what? This might not be a bad profession. And right. they pay pretty good. Yeah. So, You're in Charlotte. There's no right. and it is, shortage of work. It is absolutely booming. Mm-hmm. So I've been in construction for 11 years. I work for an architectural firm. I work for a multifamily now. Um, I used to work for a single family. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how to put a toilet in your house, right. but I can recommend an amazing toilet. Right. So, <laughs> so it's but, sort of the company that's in charge of that uh infrastructure when a multifamily is built. Right, mm-hmm. right. So gotcha. we do all of this. So I do HVAC and mm-hmm. plumbing. Okay. So what I do is I look at blueprints and I count everything that is going into that unit or into that whole structure and we communicate with the with the gentleman in the field and we have to talk to each other almost every single day because I can see it behind a screen, but they are actually looking at it. So right. communication is absolutely the key to not only their safety, but making sure everything is installed properly. Right. So I'm seeing a certain uh, trifecta here of community service uh-huh. through your pageantry and uh-huh. through your mentoring work, uh, the technical aspects and business aspects through your day job. And mm-hmm. now you've also got the Bling Society. Yes. Are you the owner of this balloon styling company? Company. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it really takes care of an artistic <laughs> side of the trifecta. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you even get into something like that okay. and how long you've been doing that. So I am coming up on my two-year anniversary, mm-hmm. and it was the brilliant idea of my now seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. He wanted a balloon arrangement and I was like okay well let me get on the phone and call the lady who does the balloons and she was like yeah I don't live in Charlotte anymore Mm -hmm. so my face like turned stark white and Mm -hmm. I was like okay like you know how are we gonna do it and she was like really you can do it yourself she was like I'm gonna tell you you know go Mm -hmm. on YouTube order a certain amount of balloons and you're done so I'm like okay I can really do this I can do this so I did it And my sister-in-law at the time was pregnant. And I said, you know what? Let me do a balloon arrangement for, you know, for your baby shower. And she was just like, okay. And it kind of just took off from there. Like, it was just something, like you said, I can really show my creative side because I love art. I Mm -hmm. love being hands-on with things like that. And I love being creative with unconventional kind of material. And it has really blown up from there. We've worked with everyone from The View, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We've worked with Clemson. We've worked with the International Pageant System. Like, it is growing so fast. And it's just me and my husband. Mm-hmm. It's more so me. He just kind of just, you know, right. hangs in the background. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary, mm-hmm. and it's really, really cool. And you guys do private, event, like, personal events, not yes, just the we big do corporate perf- stuff? we do every single mm-hmm. thing, corporate, private, whatever anyone is I looking for. Check. You might be uh, in well, charge of my engagement party. I don't don't know. tempt me with a good time. No, I mean, I, I'm not in charge of hiring. I think she might have already called you. I don't know. Yeah, but, we uh, take... I, I know she I, seeks black-owned businesses and things, and she's love already it. been talking to someone. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we take the stress out of, like, the whole party planning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do now have a partner, which I'm really excited about because we're mm-hmm. about to start expanding. Oh, wow. And um, we are looking to hopefully in January get a, you know, get a little small storage space and oh, have nice. all the rental things. So I know how it is as a parent mm-hmm. planning a party and how stressful it is. And now taking that stress off of other people, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so thankful for you. Right, right. And, of course, you get the other people like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you blow up balloons. And I'm like, well, I get paid for it. Yeah. So I love it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's a lot going on. It's very impressive. Um, Thank you. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you think is important to mention just in terms of this upcoming competition and 
Listen, I am just, I'm excited about mm-hmm. the the upcoming competition. Um, I have my husband and my two boys going with me, mm-hmm. along with my a couple other people, my mom, makeup artists, all that good stuff. Right. Um, just send me all the positive vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to bring the title back to, to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I know my husband is praying that I do because he's like, I really hope this is the last one. Right. <laughs> but it's stressful. Yeah, it's, 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 I think he sees the stress that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, how can I help? And he's like no you can figure it out but, right. well, <laughs> but I've, yeah i've got i'm gonna put you on the spot then with my own pageant question to oh here we go okay um, let's do it <laughs> what would you say to uh young girls who are going through uh let's call it a rebellious phase getting mm-hmm. in trouble things like that who don't ever who don't uh, see much of a future necessarily or don't believe that their authority figures or adults see a future in their lives what would you say to them as they sort of cross that uh phase of their life? I would tell them this is a season in your life. This is not your purpose. This is not what you're meant to be. And this is not who you are. This season will pass and you will grow and you will learn from this season. Mm -hmm. And you can look at someone like me who was told that I would never amount to anything, that I would just be a product of my environment and see that I have overcame so many obstacles and you can do it as well. So don't be so hard on yourself. It gets better. But just know that that season is there for a reason, and that's for you to grow. I'm crowning you. <laughs> Look, two uh, crowns in a row. Right. Um, so I, I want to just give you a chance to sort of plug any sort of Instagram uh, website, such okay. and such, and uh, just to sort of bring us out of here where people can check out your work and Absolutely. see what you do. Absolutely. So my Instagram is Ms. M-R-S dot Mallory, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. Fox. Um, I have a lot of information on there, and that shows my um, balloon work. And you can follow that, the bling underscore society balloons on Instagram, as well as Mentor and Minds. We're always looking for people to volunteer, especially men. Um, you can find our work there. Um, I'm on Facebook, Mallory Fox, and my website is Mentor and Minds. And if you want to contact me, reach out. Let me know. Holla at your girl. You probably know this if you clicked on the <laughs> podcast, but two X's. Yes, two X's, two X's not X's one. On Fox. Yeah. And right. no, I'm not related to Jamie Foxx. Right. I wish. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming in, Mallory. It's Thank been you great for having me. You. It's Absolutely. been amazing. Best of luck Thank to you. you in Atlanta. Thank you. And when I win, I'll come back. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Cheers. Queen City Podcast Network.com.